Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. And in this hour, we get a chance to speak to a social entrepreneur, activist, and also longtime campaigner for the rights and inclusion of children and adults with intellectual disabilities. Mary Davis is in the studio, and she has been the chief executive officer of the Special Olympics International since May 2016. Wow. Wow. Welcome, Welcome. Mary. Thank you. Thank you. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. The timing, Mary, couldn't have been any better given that uh, you're in town just for a few days, I believe. That's right. And uh, this week we're doing a a special series on uh, special needs and intellectual disabilities. Um, We've talked about education. We've talked about uh, how to uh, caregivers and parents should sort of um, get help if they need it, reach Mm -hmm. out, uh, and also um, diagnosis. So now I think we're going to look at a different facet of things. But first of all, why don't you tell us about what the Special Olympics is, the story of the Special Olympics. Wonderful. Well, first of all, I'm absolutely delighted to hear that you're covering all these stories. It's really important from the perspective of just raising awareness and general public understanding uh, the needs and the challenges that are out there. So, yeah, Special Olympics. So it's a sports training and competition program for people with an intellectual disability. Oftentimes we get confused with the Paralympics, Mm. which is a wonderful organization as well, providing for people with Mm -hmm. a physical disability. Uh, very much geared towards high level sports where Special Olympics is year round. It's a Mm. grassroots program in every community every day there's an event there's training going on. And Why do we do that? To improve the skills of people with intellectual disability. So by participating in sport (coughs) they gain skills like courage determination, grit they learn teamwork, they learn timekeeping they learn so much that prepares them to be successful, um, not just on the playing field, but in other aspects, for example, in community, in school settings, uh, and in society in in general. So I always say we do two things. We um, provide a platform for our athletes to be the very best that they can be through that all year round program that we offer. But we also provide an environment whereby the rest of the population can understand people with an intellectual disability, can really understand their needs, can also realise the gifts that they bring um, and therefore that they will be more included and respected and accepted in their community, in their school. You know, many of our... um, Many people with intellectual disability are bullied in school. Yes. And why are they bullied in school? Because young people don't know. They're not they're not really educated Mm -hmm. in that area Mm -hmm. of understanding people with an intellectual Mm -hmm. disability. So we have this wonderful um, unified sports program that we offer where young people in school settings with and without intellectual disability come together through the power of sport to to really understand each other. And we have found in the research we've done that bullying has gone down tremendously in the schools where we've been able to introduce that program. We were talking about that just now because we were talking about education today. And and education is so important for neurotypical kids who who, who don't understand the the situation, right? Empathy. It's empathy, yeah, absolutely. If we can, and if we can teach to our young people, if we can teach empathy, if we can teach perspective uh, taking, if we can teach moral courage, if we can teach people 
to stand up and say other children yeah. that are, are watching people being bullied that they can stand out and say that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. So we teach yeah. that in schools and therefore by doing that Great. we are hopefully in the long term these young people um, that they'll go out into the world with a much greater understanding of intellectual disability and really that's what we want to do. I love how sports can bring people together, sort of level the playing field for everyone, mm-hmm. bring about that teamwork and understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your experience, what are some challenges that people with disabilities face? Well, one of the biggest challenges they face is discrimination and just being ex- Uh, you know being accepted uh, and people understanding Mm. uh, understanding first of all their needs I mean every person with an intellectual disability has a talent there's always something that they're able to to do and it's bringing out the best being having the training with the general public again having that training to understand the person and to bring out their talents their gifts and and then all sorts of wonderful things can happen when we do that mm. awareness is a big big issue for yeah. us and you know it's it's an issue here in the asia pacific region i mean 60% of uh, respondents in a survey that we did have uh, are aware are, are know what intellectual disability uh, is um you know so th- there's there's a lot of work to be done in just making people more aware and then of course when it comes to special olympics people may have heard special olympics yeah. mm-hmm. but there's that confusion that i mentioned with paralympics yeah. all the time and uh, people not fully understanding exactly what we do so we use the power of sport in our work to change the mindsets of <clears throat> the general public ah. to be more accepting of people with intellectual disability in a nutshell that's what we do mm. we also give these skills of course mm-hmm. that um are so useful to the individual in terms of their greater participation in community and in society wow i definitely want to hear more about this we're actually going to head on to facebook live and have a deeper chat about all that you do join us right now facebook.com such 1fm913 Mary, you know, it's interesting to note that, um, you know, the Special Olympics isn't just about sports per se, is it? There's, there's, there's lots of other things as well. Mm, lots of other things. Thank you for mentioning that, Sri, as well. Uh, of course, whilst we're predominantly a, a, a program that uses the power of sport, that's, I think, the best way of describing yeah. how mm. sport is the centre of what we do. But we also have a very comprehensive health program mm. because mm. the disparities in health around the world for people with intellectual disability are ginormous is all I can say um, that again they're marginalized they're excluded and and like the school settings it's lack of knowledge lack of information so we spend a lot of resources training healthcare workers mm. and we've we've trained thousands and thousands of healthcare workers and clinicians on how to deal with people with intellectual disability and how to treat them when they present themselves in their clinics in the mm. clinic setting as well as that we have a huge amount of volunteer clinicians 
students who go to our events and s set up like a whole big clinic oh. in audiology, in optometry, in uh, podiatry, oh, right. uh, dentistry, all, 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 all of those aspects, um, nutrition as well, um, healthy minds. Uh, and the athletes can go through that and be tested. And it is amazing Brilliant. what we found out, uh, you know, we've had an athlete that had 12 uh, tooth extractions um, you know uh, it was never picked up before we, m the majority of our athletes leave with glasses because we provide wow. frames and glasses oh, for wow. them yeah. because nobody ever picked up on it because our population don't uh, typically complain very much they mm -hmm. get on with their lives yeah, they're right. very joyful uh, if their eyesight is failing, they think that's the way it is. Mm. They don't really oh. complain. Don't Whereas yeah. you right. will say, "Oh, I don't think I can see right. very well. I'll go. I'll go yeah. to the optician." But that's not their world. So we've got to be constantly watching out point. for that. Yeah. And uh, uh, and they leave with all these great things. I mean, we we had one <laughs> athlete in the U.S. who had gum cancer, and. Oh. Through going through the screening and the follow-up care we were able to provide, we save his life was saved as a result of my wow. And we've hundreds of stories like that all the time. So the health program is enormous. We also want to change policies. We want to work with governments, departments of health, departments of education, departments of sport. And in terms of the Department of Health, uh, there may be policies in countries that we want to change, uh, you know, or we may want to introduce new policies. Uh, or, of course, funding from governments are really important. So I would urge governments to get involved mm -hmm. join with us mm. uh, we have set up a like a coalition of inclusion mm. where we're asking governments to sign up to support our athletes yeah. in school settings mm. uh, so that people without intellectual disability can learn um, can learn to be more accepting uh, and to provide the funding for for that this is amazing. This is, you know, there are, there are so many key points here that we actually discussed with our previous guest, Dr. Natasha, you know, about getting the neurotypical kids in mainstream schools yeah. to be more aware, more accepting, um, and really pivoting them, changing their attitudes and mindset. This is amazing. I mean, I didn't realize that the Special Olympics is quite the platform. And I feel you guys are really addressing the heart of the issues, the heart of the problems, really bringing the necessary help that they need. This is amazing. Uh, what is being done? Um, or for the caregivers. That's another big topic as well, you know, the caregivers of the athletes as well. Yeah, of course it is. And we have a wide network of families because families are predominantly the, the, the caregivers mm -hmm. in many situations. Um, and they struggle. They're yeah. there 24-7, yeah. you know, looking after the, the needs and providing and working with and trying to change mindsets. Mm. And um, they're, they're advocates for the program and for their sons and daughters and they want a better life and they want them to be included. So we provide a network of support for uh, for families um, as well. We provide training, we have family forums in health so that they can understand the needs as well of their athletes. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we have some wonderful families. I met them here in Singapore over the last oh, few days and they're so passionate. And 
they just need a little lift up yeah. uh, and motivation to feel good about uh, about their, their, their proud. they're proud they're, they're so doing, proud yeah. of their mm. sons and daughters oh. and they want others to to recognize uh, that you know i i told the story last night at an event we were at a fundraising event for special olympics last night which was wonderful and um i told the story of my daughter who invited a child in her class with um, down syndrome to come to her birthday party and her she came and they had a great day and they all played and everything and that evening her mom contacted me and she was crying down the phone saying uh, Angela has never ever been invited to a birthday party Aww. before Aww. so it's that sense of please include you yeah. know uh, interact get to know uh, that they can bring so much love there's mm. something about people with intellectual disabilities that touches your soul yeah. that never leaves you yeah you're a person that is so full of love and you know what you've placed yourself in the path of such a meaningful cause you know mary we're so blessed and privileged to be chatting with you to find out more about what you're doing with the special olympics i will come back and find out about uh you know what else can be done to help people mm -hmm. who are neurotypical maybe to jump on the bandwagon as well join us on facebook live at facebook.com slash one fm nine one three we were talking, you know, on uh, just on Facebook Live about how everyone can get involved. You know, the things that uh, the Special Olympics uh, need, especially to carry on their good work. Could you share that once again with everyone? And I want to share this like as if I'm an expert. Huh? Uh, the website to head to is specialolympics.org.sg. If you want to find out more and even to volunteer, head on over to that website. But yes, Mary. Absolutely, yes. Head on over to that website and uh, choose to include. And, you know, we have Dr. Sock here and her team at uh, Special Olympics Singapore, and they do a wonderful uh, job. Mm. But they need that bit of support. They need that uh, help. And the regional team that are here working uh, right across the region work very cooperatively mm. with Special Olympics uh, Singapore and uh, help them in their efforts to provide a mm. uh, better, more quality type program for all of the athletes here in Singapore. And it's really comprehensive, you know, and I just learned this, you know, yeah. speaking with you here in the studio. It's not just about the sports. It's not about the sports training. It's also about the healthcare programs that you have in place for the athletes, which is so critical to their lives and well-being. So hats off to you, Mary. How do you do it? You don't have 24 hours in a day for sure. Oh, and the team. It's, a, well, it's an amazing team. I'm, I'm, I'm just the CEO. You know, the, 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 the team and the regions and around the world, they do a phenomenal job. We salute and the volunteers the and the family members. It, it's a community. We yeah. always say Special Olympics is a family. And it is a family. And we support each other and we lean on each other and we learn from each other and we interact with each other. And that's how we grow and develop. Mm. Exactly what uh, our psychologist earlier was saying. It's not just about the immediate caregiver. You need everyone else to pitch in. And it, uh, that saying, it takes a village, right? It really it does. does. It does. A teacher can contribute. A doctor can contribute. You know, a nurse can contribute uh, to our health program. Uh, there's just a university setting can contribute in so many ways yeah. Yeah. in terms of interaction, inclusion, facilities, training. You know, there, there's just if you look at, at companies can mm. uh, companies can get involved. You know, just invite athletes in to speak if they're having diversity, equity, and inclusion week or day in the company. Yeah. bring in an athlete. 
let them speak let them talk about what inclusion means um, for them so everybody, there's a place for everyone in Special Olympics I love that because according to the WHO apparently there are 200 million people in the world with Correct. intellectual disabilities and they are some of the most socially isolated misunderstood stigmatised mm-hmm. and undeserved mm-hmm. populations um, unserved underserved populations and so there's so much to be done thank you so much for championing this you know spreading this message all around Singapore around the world you know the tireless work that you do definitely is very commendable Mary and it's been such an honour to be speaking with you today thank you Mary and thanks to your team as well for all the tireless work we hope to have you back 2025 (laughs) all right well till then we wish you all the best and hopefully you know we can get more support coming your way thanks thank you thank you so much the Bright Side with Carol, Lavinia, and Shazad. Every weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on 1FM 91.3.